I'm Tony Delangel, and welcome to the Gonstead Unfiltered Podcast. Okay. Welcome to the show, everybody. Welcome to the Gonset Unfiltered Podcast. I'm Dr. Tony Delangel again, coming to you with another episode about life. I uh, really appreciate you guys reaching out with a lot of the comments and the feedback that we've gotten from the last episode. You guys seem to really get more out of stuff like that, and you're trying to get some fulfillment into your life. So today, what we're going to do is we're going to go into a deep dive as far as would you fire yourself if you were the CEO of your life, which you are the CEO of your life, okay? Everybody thinks that everybody wants to be the CEO, but then they realize how stressful it is, and I believe the average, the average career span of a CEO is five years because it could be stressful, but uh, there's some things that you can't run away from. Being the CEO of your life is something that you can't run away from. So I'm going to start with a story, guys, that uh, this one kind of hit me hard because uh, we have a friend and um, her husband works in the ER. And um, the other day, he uh, there was a patient that came in because they were in so much pain. And what ended up happening is the patient ended up trying to hang themselves in the bathroom in the ER. And uh, it was pretty crazy. It's pretty, pretty sad when you, when you hear stuff like that because people get to a point in their lives where, man, it's like, how do you get to the point where you're willing to hang yourself in a bathroom in the ER? And uh, what brings people to this level? And so you start thinking about, like, what does really bring people to this level? It's crazy. You know, most people, just if you think about even in your own life, most people don't have this outlet where they can unleash or just get rid of some of this stress, you know, and it's, so it kind of builds up. Think about all the things in everybody's lives, okay? Think about uh, we have children, we have a spouse, we have relationships, uh, we have friends, we have work, there's money issues, there's, there's all these things that build up in life. And a lot of people don't have an outlet to either talk to somebody or just to, to try to find this outlet to decompress for a little bit, you know? So you start to become this person that you don't even realize anymore. You don't, you don't even recognize this person you've become anymore. So how many of you, if you think about this, if you take a step back and if you think about, okay, am I the person that I was five or 10 years ago, maybe even a year ago, right? And we, we obviously we want to constantly evolve into becoming a better version of ourselves. But if you're not the same person and you start to become this, this different person where all of a sudden you become um, bitter, you become jealous all the time, you become selfish, you become angry, you become, you're filled with anxiety and depression and all these different things. We become like that abused dog. If you think about this, if you've ever gone to like the, the dog pound, for instance, right? And you're looking to maybe adopt a dog, but then you always have those dogs in there where maybe that one is short, they're angry, uh, they're aggressive. They didn't become like that overnight. Like there was some type of abuse or some type of pain in that dog's life to the point where now their behavior has changed. Well, it's no different for us as human beings. Think about this. 
Like we, we are all in the situation where it's like, okay, you get up, you go to work, you deal with the stress at work, you go home, maybe you're arguing with uh, uh, your spouse, maybe uh, you got to do whatever the case is. And it's just on repeat. It's like Groundhog's Day over and over and over. And before you know it, you become this person that you don't even recognize anymore. And then you're trying to figure out how to get yourself out of that rut and you don't know how. We cannot get to the point where we're bored with life. We can't get to the point where um, we become angry or anxious or filled with depression or becoming complacent in life with no purpose, no meaningful mission in life. We can't do that. So here's, here's what I'm thinking about, okay? After reflecting on that and, and thinking, okay, what if I'm like that? What if, what if I am in a situation where maybe I'm not the person, maybe I'm more guarded, maybe I'm uh, more bitter, maybe I'm uh, angry or whatever the case is. Everybody has to reflect like that and say, okay, am I going down that path? Because it's very easy and it's very easy not even to identify that you're doing that. So imagine, imagine that... Um, you know, you're this type of person who's complacent. You're, you're, you know, there's no purpose in your life. There's no meaningful mission in your life. And then imagine trying to operate a business like that, okay? Um, we, I, I wanted to title this podcast as, Would You Fire Yourself as the CEO of Your Life? And the reason why I say that is because, you know, if you operate like that in a business, as a CEO, you'll be fired, You'd be fired. They wouldn't put up with that. They'll find somebody who will, right? But in business, there's so many things to think about, okay? You have operations. You have finance. You have HR. You have uh, business and professional development. You have marketing. You have sales. There's so many different things to, to, to uh, think about and to make sure that the performance of those areas are working properly, and then think about your relationships, okay? When I, when I talk about this, the reason why I'm saying, okay, would you fire yourself as a CEO of your life? When you're attacking three major things in your life, you're living a, a, a fulfilling life, a purpose-driven life. And those three things are this. Number one, in your business or in the workplace, okay? Number two is in your relationships. And then the, the third one is in your health. If you're constantly structuring your business, or the workplace, your relationships, and your health, you're going to have a pretty fulfilling lifestyle. Okay, so in the business, there's a lot of things to think about. But think about what about relationships? What if you're married? What if you have kids? I've got four kids and a wife. Okay, so what am I doing as far as structure in my marriage and in my family life to make sure that that's operating effectively? Okay, everything has to be based off of performance. And then the same thing goes with my health. There's the mental aspect of my health. There's the emotional aspect and there's the physical part. Okay, for me, I've got to exercise. I got to do something for my mental health. There's uh, I got to get into nature. I got to find ways to sleep. Those are all things that you have to look into to ensure the success of your health. But here's what happens, and this is why I had to reflect even for myself, is because, you know, when you're trying to run a business and you're operating and everything's working smoothly and everything is great, and you're like, okay, we're building leaders. We're looking into the finances and HR and operations and sales and marketing and professional development, all these different things, and everything starts to function properly. 
Well, what was compromising? Are the relationships at home compromising? Are the, are, is my health compromising? And what I was finding was that I was working and working and working longer. And by the time I got home, I had nothing left to give to my wife. I had nothing left to give to my kids. And you start to neglect them. And then all of a sudden, you're wondering again why you feel the way you do. Why there's a a lack of fulfillment in your life. And it's the same thing for your health. Maybe uh, because you were working longer, maybe you can't shut it down at night because you're working late and then you try to go to bed and you're too amped up to go to bed so you lack sleep. And then the next day, your health is compromised. This is what it's like. All my attention at that point was going into the business and I was realizing that I wasn't being the CEO in relationships. I wasn't being the CEO in my health. You can't neglect that stuff. That's just as important as anything else. And if you're trying to be a CEO of a business and you're trying to be extremely effective, then your health and your relationships have to be on point just as much. So I had to restructure. Literally, what would you do in a business if that were the case? You have to restructure so that way you can become more efficient. And so this is the best part about what I was focusing on. So let me explain this, okay? In, uh, I'm going to pull up this thing too because I want to read this to you guys so you fully understand where I'm coming from and what it means to uh, be purpose-driven, if you will, okay? Um, But in business, what you need are really five things to be a successful business, okay? So we're going to break this down. And every single time, when I explain these things, I want you guys to understand that, yes, I'm talking about business, but you're going to take the same principles and you're going to apply it to your relationships. And then you're also going to apply it to your health. But in business, you need five things, okay? You need a vision. You need a mission. You need core values, you need a team, and you need a culture. You need those five things to be successful in business. And I'm going to go into a deep dive on each one so you guys fully understand what I'm talking about here. But vision, what is that, okay? What do you want, what, what do, you want to do? Where are you trying to go, okay? you got to have clarity. If you don't have clarity as far as where you're trying to go, it's going to be very difficult to do anything in life. Okay, so in your vision, where are you going in your business? Where are you going in your health? Where do you want your health to be in your relationships? What do you want your relationship to be in 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 50 years? What do you want that to look like? What do you want your future to look like? So in business for what we do here, we want to have 10 clinics by the year 2031 with 120 employees. 10 clinics by the year 2031. It's aggressive. Of course it's aggressive. That's where we want to go. It gives me an end goal in sight. It gives me something to strive for. That's our vision. Okay, but what about in relationships? So in my personal relationships, I want to have a fulfilling marriage by building an empire for generations to come that the kids can eventually take over. 
think about that. There's got to be a hierarchy in my in my relationship, okay? And here's the thing, folks. You can take this information as far as relationships, or you can do nothing with it, and you can have your own, okay? I just want to give you an idea of what that means, okay? A lot of times people, this is kind of what happens in marriage or, or like in the dating stage. They see a pretty girl, they see a good-looking guy or whatever the case is, and they think, okay, yeah, we'll get married. They never discuss. There's no interview process to figure out whether or not this is a lifelong partner that you could have that you can solve problems with, that you can put a dent into society with. There's no conversation like that. So you have to start asking those questions even before you get married, okay? That's an interview process no different than a business. Is this person a problem solver? Is this person... So in, in, in the marriage, like this is my own personal uh, way of looking at things, okay? Some of you may even get offended by it. It is what it is, but this is how you determine who you let into your life, okay? There's a hierarchy. My job is to love my wife with everything I got. Love her with everything I got. Now, my wife's job is also to love the kids with everything that she has. And in return, the kids are going to cherish my wife, and my wife is going to cherish me. Yeah, I said it, okay? That's the family unit. My job is to love my wife as much as I possibly can. And in return, I'm going to provide, I'm going to protect, I'm going to do all these different things for her and the children. But my wife is the glue to the family. My wife is the glue to the family unit. Some people may not agree with that. And that's okay, by the way. That's okay. But this is how you start to figure out. If you knew that was your vision for a relationship, then you can sit down with your, you know, while you're dating and you can say, okay, what do you think about kids? Do you want kids? How do you want to raise these kids? What do you think about maybe staying home and being the family glue, the glue that holds this entire family unit together? And what happens if that person says, Oh, no, no. What are you talking about? No, I'm going to go work. I'm going to be the CEO for my, you know, for this business that I work for or the company or whatever the case is. And I'm going to be the most successful person. Now, all of a sudden, that that doesn't go along with your vision. Now, all of a sudden, the vision is is disrupted. You're going to have some type of chaos down the road. So you got to have a vision, not only for business, but you have to have a vision for your relationships as well. And it's the same thing with your health. What's my vision for my health? By the, when I'm 95 years old, okay, when I'm 95, I want to be able to move better than, when, uh, than most 40-year-olds. That's my vision. I believe in it. I believe in it. I move better now than I did when I was in my 20s. There's a lot of teenagers I can move better than. And so that's the vision. That's what I'm striving for. Literally, I used to joke about this. I would, you know, when I'm 95 to 100, I'm going to be shot by a jealous husband who's in his 20s. And I used to joke about that, but really I'm not. I really am not because the you got to have some type of vision of what you're striving for, okay? So that's the vision of my health. Now, the second thing is what is your mission? What's your purpose? And here's the thing. This needs to be bigger than you, okay? You got to have some type of purpose in your life. Now, let me read this to you here because this is something that um just kind of kind of stuck with me. Now, this is the definition of a, per, a person with no purpose, no hunger, and no humility. For one thing, 
They live a routine life like boredom where the intellect goes to sleep. Then you, don't need to, uh, then you don't need to look for purpose in life because you just exist. But when it's, or excuse me, but it's when you are more mature that you start thinking, what's the purpose of life? That's a sign of a mature intellect. And once we have the spirit of inquiry about life itself, then our spiritual journey begins. So truth be told, not having a clear mission fuels the fears that, uh, that are core to all of us. What if we were, are really not good enough to achieve? What if we don't have what it takes to succeed? What if the problem is us? When you don't know where you're going or why, you naturally start doubting yourself more. And if you have clarity, however, you can learn how to convert those fears into confidence and overcome the nagging sense of self-doubt. Think about that. How many people have no mission in their life and they're just going from day to day not really accomplishing anything, no meaningful mission in their life, no purpose. So this has to be bigger than you. You have to feel like you're fighting for something. So in business, it's changing the way healthcare is delivered so people don't have to suffer anymore by regenerating the body and the mind. But in relationships, I want to love my wife more than the day I met her, always, from the time I, uh, until I die. That's my mission because it's bigger than me. I want my kids to see what that looks like. I want my daughters to know what a man looks like. I want my sons to know how to, how, how to be a man. That has to come from me, the father, the dad. So you have to know this stuff. We want to be able to develop kids to contribute to this world and put a dent into society. That's our mission and then when it comes to health, I want to make sure that my words and my actions are congruent when it comes to health. I can't just talk a big game and then be overweight. No one's going to listen to me. You know, I have something that I say. These are my words, okay? I say this every single day. This was ingrained in my mind by one of my mentors. I'm a man of my word. I make a promise and I keep it. I'm responsible for everything that happens in life and that gives me the power and control to change my circumstances. I lead when called upon and follow when I must. I show respect to my fellow man, demand respect back and grovel to no one. I protect those who can't protect themselves. I leave others better than I found them. I have high standards of expectation, tremendous attention to detail, and am driven to dominate life. Those are words. Now my actions need to represent those words. This is what I'm talking about. So when it comes to my health, if I live by those words, I'm living a purpose-driven life. If I live by those words, my health is where, it wants to, where I want it to be, whether it's spiritual, mental, emotional, physical, all of that stuff. Without health, you have nothing, folks. When you're suffering in pain, when you're suffering with anxiety, when you're suffering with depression, that is everything. And I promise you, if you've ever been there, if you've ever lived there, you're going to know what I'm talking about. Because you'd give anything to give that stuff up. So many people don't have purpose in life. And I think this is most people. No purpose, no motivation. They don't know how to create purpose. And that's the thing is like, 
it's not like they're just sitting there wanting to be that way. They don't know. So the whole purpose of this is to create that structure with these five variables. So not only can you improve in your business or your work life, but you can also improve in your relationships. You can also improve in your health. And if you're doing those three things, I promise you, you are going to have a meaningful mission in your life and you're going to love it. So we have to find ways to do this. Vision, where are you going? Mission, what is your purpose? Now we have core values. Who are you as a person? Who are you? What do you represent? Who are you trying to attract in your life? Have you ever seen that? You guys have all heard the... uh, the expression, you're the average of the five people you hang out with. That is so true. But how did you get to hanging out with these five people? You ever think about that? You ever think about maybe the people in your life are, are a direct reflection of who you are as a person? So what are your core values? You have to identify what your core values are. For us, we have seven in business. Results, being result-oriented being accountable, having discipline, having integrity, being in alignment with our vision, our mission, our core values, being transparent and showing excellence in everything that you do. Those are the core values that we expect from every single person in our workplace. Now, the good part is those are the same values that I have in my relationships. Those are the same values that I have in the people who could be involved with my health. What do I mean by that? Well, let's think about this. When you're in a relationship, and those are your core values, and how do you find your core values, folks? They're in you, okay? They, they're in you already. And why do I say that? Because have you ever had a conversation with somebody, and they've said or done something that <clears throat> you didn't necessarily agree with? Maybe it rocked you to your core. Maybe you were like, it just kind of created this visceral reaction in your body. And you're wondering why it did that? Because they struck a core value. They crossed a boundary when it came to something in your core values. Sometimes you just have to sit down and reflect and say, okay, who am I as a person? What do I really want in my life? What are my core values? Or maybe you have a friend or whoever in your life and you're like, you just vibe with that person. Well, then look at that person and say, what are some key words that would identify this person? on why I, I, I vibe with them so well, why I like them so much, because they're in alignment with your core values. You have to find these, and these are non-negotiables. When people cross a core value and they don't agree with you, again, when it comes to core values, you hire, you fire, and you promote based off of your core values. In business, that's what you got to do. In business, that's what you have to do. You hire, you fire, and you promote people based off of your core values. Your core values are everything. But that's in business. Again, the same holds true in your relationships. Let's just say you're dating. And if you know your core values, you go on a date. That's an interview process. Whether you're a guy or girl, it doesn't matter. That's an interview process. And if this person is in alignment with your core values, okay, you just hired them. You, you just hired them by the dating process or you, maybe you decide to get married, right? Now, all of a sudden, 
that person, maybe they were being fake. Maybe they weren't being as genuine. They were just agreeing so that way they can, uh, you know, for whatever reasons, right? And when that happens, you have to start saying, okay, why is this person no longer in alignment with my core values? These are non-negotiables. You hire and you fire. Got to let them go. You got to let them go. Because nothing is more miserable than being around somebody who doesn't agree with your core values. Think about this, guys. And it's the same thing with your health, okay? I want to work out. It's great for my mind. I got to be out in nature. I got to be in the sun. I've got to exercise. I've got to uh, focus on my breathing. I have to find uh, time in my day to decompress so I can balance out my systems. So that way I can find balance again. So I, can, uh, so I don't, I don't uh, turn into that, that dog, you know, that, that rabid dog or whatever that has been abused their whole life. So I don't turn into the guy who tried to hang himself in the ER, you have to find balance. So if you do these things and you have people in your life who agree with those, then all of a sudden you're finding balance, you're finding peace, you're finding fulfillment, you're finding joy, you're finding purpose in your life. But what happens if, let's just say again, in my relationships, um, if I didn't, uh, you know, I want to eat healthy, I don't want to drink, I don't want to do all these different things, and then let's just say that you find somebody in your life that does do those things. They want to eat, you know, fast food every single day. They don't want to cook healthy food. They don't want to, um, or they want to be out drinking all, all night or whatever the case is. You fire that person because it's not in alignment with your core values. You will never, ever t- be able to take somebody and lift them up. The person has to do it themselves. You can be a great person but if somebody doesn't want to change, it doesn't matter how good you are, you're never going to be able to lift them up. Now, the opposite is true, though. You can be a terrible person. You can be completely unhealthy. You can live like garbage, and you can pull people down. So you have to be extremely cautious when it comes to who you let into your life. And it all comes down to your core values. If you know your core values, you will know who you need to hire, who you need to fire, and who you need to promote in your life. I do this, you know, back in the day before I got married, you, you, you're dating around and you're like, the interview process, you're going through this and you're like, whoa, yeah, no, no, you're, you're a little crazy for me. <laughs> you're a little crazy and that's the thing, you're not in line with these core values yet, yeah, gotta go. I don't care how good you look, gotta go. Same thing with kids. You can promote your kids based off of what they represent. My son, the other day, was just talking to, uh, they called the, them these advisors. And my son just had a tournament, and uh, a baseball tournament. And he, he, I mean, it was the first tournament of the year. Didn't do that great by his standards. He didn't do that great. And so the advisor says, so uh, I saw you hit that one home run. How'd the rest of the tournament go? You could tell Um, you could tell this was what we call a shit test. Like he was trying to test my son's character. And this is all like, he's asking him this question. And my son said, oh yeah, you know, I went three for eight and uh, lots of room for improvement. Just trying to work out the kinks. I need to get on playing a little bit better. And and immediately the guy was like, you could tell like, that's exactly what he was looking for. If my son would have said, lied and said, oh yeah, you know, uh, I, I, you know, went 
seven for eight and I did this and did this. It's so easy to look that stuff up and actually figure out what the kid actually did. But he spoke the truth. He said where he needed to improve. That's humility. That's hunger. Okay. Those are some things that you look for in people's character. And you can tell that this kid has some core values. Okay. So because of that, I told him like, hey, I'm proud of you for doing that. Like you lift your kids up, promote them in that way. So in that sense, I lifted him up and promoted him because he represented a core value of ours, transparency. Okay. I don't care how difficult a conversation needs, is, you need to have it if you're going to be able to solve problems. So he did that. And I, you know, I'm proud of him for that. So those are the core values there. Now, what about team? You have to have a team, okay? You guys ever hear the, um, what's the quote? If you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. That is so true. And you absolutely need a team. You need a team in marriage. You need a team at work. You need a team to help you with your health and support you in your health. You want to be around people who are going to support that. So who's going to support you to fulfill your vision and your mission? Who's going to support you? You got to have somebody. If you think that you're going to be able to support your vision and your mission by yourself, you're wrong. And at some point, you're going to, you're going to get hurt because you think that way. So you need a team. You need a team at work. You need a team in relationships. You need a team in your health. But this team needs to be on fire for your vision, your mission, and your core values. You have to have a team that is on fire for that. If they're not, if the team doesn't live or agree with these core values, then you need to let them go. It's that simple. And, and a lot of times in business, they say, oh, it's just business. Well, you know what? In your relationships and in your health, you need to think the same way. It's just business because this is my health. This is my relationship. And if people aren't in alignment with the vision, mission, and core values, then it's just business. You got to let them go. And I mean that, folks. You got to do that. It's going to be a constant battle. Not everyone is going to agree with your core values or how you go about this. And that is okay. Please understand that it is okay that not everyone agrees with you. That's the whole purpose of this. You're trying to find the ones who do so you have a fulfilling life. You don't need to please every single person out there. That's okay. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. If they don't like your vision, your mission, or your core values, you let them go. Or... You hire them or you promote them. If they don't agree with your values at work, you got to let them go. If they don't agree with your values in a relationship, you got to let them go. And if they don't agree with how you go about your health, you got to let them go. So many times it's like, you know, I've had friends in the past where they were like, oh, yeah, they're going to go out and they're going to be drinking. They're going to do all this stuff. And it's like, man, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that anymore. It makes me groggy. It freaking kills my stomach. Makes me feel like shit the next day. So let them go. It's okay. That's called you growing. And guess what? When you start to grow, it's actually a very lonely path because not many people actually want to do it. Everybody says they want to do it. Everyone says they're going to do it. But very few people actually are willing to do what it takes to get there. Life is short. 
Life is way short. I've seen friends pass already. You never know when your time is up. Today could be the day, folks. So you don't need to be spending it with people who want to be miserable, who want to be negative, who want to be selfish, who, want to, who wants to drain your energy. You don't have to live with those people. You get to make the choice because everything that happens to you is because of you. When this happens and when you're actually able to do this, watch how much more fulfilling your life becomes when you find a team at work, when you find a team in your relationships, when you find people who can create a team as far as your health and supporting how you, uh, how you want to be healthy. Those people, when you surround yourself with those people, they're constantly forcing you to level up. And nothing's better. I want to be around nothing but people who want to level up. So you got to have a team. Now, the last one, and I think the last one probably could be the most important. They're all important, but I think this one really hits home because this one took forever for me to figure out, and I don't know why. I really had to kind of get this one through, you know, some of my mentors. Is your culture. How do you define your culture? What do you want it to look like? In business, our culture is defined by problem solvers who have the discipline and accountability to want to improve their lives. This is in business, okay? People need to be disciplined and accountable to themselves to want to improve their lives. Why their lives? Because if we have our goals in the workplace and the people are not even willing to take their personal lives seriously, how can I expect them to take the business's goals seriously. So our culture is defined by people who know how to problem solve and have the discipline and accountability to want to improve their lives. And in return, the business is going to see the, the effect from that because now you have a team of high performers. Now in relationships, it's the same thing. I don't want a wife who's an energy drain. I don't want a wife who doesn't know how to solve problems. I don't want a wife who's filled with drama. So she better be a problem solver who has the discipline and accountability to want to improve her life. I've had this conversation with my wife. What are you reading right now? How are you growing? Because my job is also to get her to level up. And when you're around, if that's your partner for life, Are they leveling you up? Are they helping you level up? Or is it the person who's bringing you down? And then it's the same thing with our kids. I want my kids to be problem solvers. Problem solving, folks, I'm telling you, if there's one trait in this world that is going to make a difference for you the most, it's learning how to problem solve. Being able to identify problems and creating an opportunity to solve the problem is going to get you a lot of places in life. So I'm teaching the same things with my kids. They got to be problem solvers. They better be disciplined. They better be accountable to want to improve their lives. If I see them sitting around watching TV all sing- every single day with no purpose, nothing drives me crazier than that. Nothing. And it's the same thing with your health, okay? Look at your health. And what is that? What is your health defined by? Again, same thing, problem solving. We're going to have stuff pop up with our health, whether it's a digestion problem, a pain problem, a headache, or whatever the case is. 
Your job is to figure out a solution to that problem, have the discipline and the accountability to improve those problems and improve your life and improve your health. So when you come into the office, for instance, think about this, and you're in pain, that's the problem. Okay, what's the solution? If we have a solution for you, and we're, you know, okay, uh, step one is this. We're going to break up the scar tissue. Step two, we're going to rehydrate the tissue. Step three, we're going to make the tissue more elastic. And step four, we're going to build stability in the movement pattern that is required of you every single day in your life. And that's how you get your life back. Oh, well, you know, it's, I like that, but it's too much money. My insurance doesn't cover it, whatever the case is. Now what you did is you're pushing the people away who are trying to help you get that piece of your life back. And when you push those people away, again, you can't make people level up. They got to want to do it themselves. So are you surrounding yourself? Or maybe you have a spouse who says, you know what? I don't think it's worth the money. You shouldn't do it. Uh, it's going to take too much time. Our insurance doesn't cover it. They're not supporting you in your health. You're literally talking about the most important thing in your life is, is to learn how to just walk again because you can't walk anymore. And you have somebody in your life who's saying, oh, it's not, it's, it's, it's literally like it's too expensive or your insurance doesn't cover it or whatever the case is. And you're willing to give up this piece of your life walking, which I think is pretty, pretty damn uh, relevant in your life, pretty important in your life, don't you think, to be ambulatory? Because that lack of walking eventually leads to sitting all the time, being in a wheelchair all the time. And before you know it, you're bedridden in your later years in life, and you're wondering why that happened. So we have to have the people involved. This comes to the culture. Who are, what are you trying to create? So you have to figure out what defines your culture, whether it's in the workplace, whether it's in relationships, or in your health. What is that defined by? Who do you want in your life? I don't want to be around people who want to play the victim. I don't. I don't want that shit being contagious on me. I don't want it rubbing off on me. You have to guard yourself like relentlessly when it comes to this stuff. If you want to feel sorry for yourself, go somewhere else. I don't believe in that because nobody's coming to save you. It sounds harsh, but that's reality. Nobody's coming to save you. You got to figure out how to problem solve through life. And if you're in a rut, okay, go figure it out. Go get out of it. But what does this look like in, in relationships? This is, this is the problem. In relationships, you get into a rut, and then you just get a divorce. Ah, it didn't work out. I'll just get a divorce. It's literally that easy now. You can't live like this. How about you stay in the fight? How about, you, how about that? How about you stay in the fight, figure the shit out, and at one point, you fell in love with this person, and now it's just easy to say that you want a divorce, so you quit? That's emotional. Never make emotional, permanent decisions on temporary emotions. Let me repeat that. Never make permanent decisions on temporary emotions. And don't get me wrong, folks. I mean, there's circumstances. Maybe you got to get a divorce. Maybe there's some abuse of something. I get it. They crossed a core value, right? So I, there's, time, there's a time and a place. But you have to look at this, and hopefully you did your research before you got married. That's the whole purpose of the interview process. It's no different than business. 
So your team needs to fight tooth and nail for your culture. It can be destroyed just like that by one team. Your culture can be destroyed by one person. Excuse me, one person. Your team can be destroyed by one person. And there goes the culture. So this is a non-negotiable when it comes to compromising the culture. The culture is everything. A bad culture will destroy your business. A bad culture will destroy your relationships. A bad culture is going to destroy your health. So if you're married, what if you believe that, like, let's just say if you're married, what if you believe that uh, one person should stay at home, do the cooking, the cleaning, raising children, be the glue of the family, while the other one works and supports the family? But that person who stays at home, what if they said, no, I'm going to go out and I'm going to start this business and I'm going to do this X, Y, and Z. Now, all of a sudden, they're not agreeing with the culture. I promise you, you're going to have some problems down the road at some point because you guys are not in alignment with how that culture should be. Culture is everything, folks. So many times I've kept people around at work. I've kept people around in relationships. I've kept people around uh, with my health, thinking that things were going to get better, and it never does. So these are non-negotiables. So my suggestion is this, folks. Look into your business or the workplace. Look into your relationships. Look into your health. Look at these three things and then run it as if it were a business using these five variables, vision, mission, core values, team, and culture, and watch how your life becomes more fulfilling. Watch how you become more purpose-driven. Watch how all of a sudden you develop clarity to dominate life, and I promise you, life becomes way more fulfilling, and you never end up like that guy in the ER. So folks, I hope this sets you off right. I hope you can take this information, use those five things, apply it to work, apply it in your relationships, and apply it to your health, and watch how all of a sudden you develop this meaningful mission for a life that's worth living for. If you guys like this, I ask that you please share this with your friends and your family and your loved ones. Allow them to level up. You want to make a difference in someone's life? We ask that you share this. Please rate it. And until next time, folks, I'll see you then.